All right, that is what it is all about this afternoon. And uh, no Scotty Sharp today. He's on holidays. But like I said before midday, an hour of gardening greatness has uh, just made her way into the studio. Judy Sharp, good afternoon and welcome. Hi, Greg. You're looking so... Oh, sorry, it's Mark. Oh, Mark, you look much handsomer than Greg. I'll make sure I'll keep that recorded. I'll yes, play that for Greg when he comes do. in a bit I, later on. I couldn't resist it. Nice to be with you for a change. Absolutely, Judy. No, yeah. We sort of cross paths on every other Monday when you are here. Yeah. Um, obviously, we want as many calls as we can on 49216216, but also you'll be sprinkling through a couple of topics today. I certainly will be. Shall I start? Shall no, I begin? A bit of a, just a, a tease on what you'll be talking about. Okay, well, there is a great list of tomatoes that you can now grow. Oh, love the sound of that. And oh. the big news is, guess what? What? What's the most expensive lettuce you can buy? <laughs> Well, the, the joke was always around it being an iceberg lettuce, but I'm sure you've got one that's even more pricey. No, iceberg are back in to be planted in your own garden. Okay, well, there we go. That's a nice a nice thought there. Yeah. So I'll be doing tom- a, a nice tomato and lettuce sandwich today. Yes, sounds good. <laughs> to NURFM Gardening Talkback, Judy Sharp is in today. And uh, right just in, for lunchtime, Judy, you've decided that food is the way to go today. Oh, I'm sure after mm. listening to what you had for lunch. <laughs> I black know, right? pudding. <laughs> My dad used to eat that all the time. Yeah. But I'm into tomatoes today. Oh, and tomatoes, how can you go past tomato, right? Well, do you probably think there's only gross Lizzie? Oh, there's millions of types of tomatoes. Oh. And we're going to take a look at a couple this morning. Shall, this afternoon. I, shall I reel them off? Rouge de Marmol is the earliest fruiter. A lot of people don't know that. But you you do, of course, Mark. I do now. Rouge de Marmol. Rouge de Marmol. So what's the history of this particular plant? I'd say it's French. <laughs> <laughs> Gros Lizzie, sweet bite. They're good so you don't get fruit fly attack. Roma, Apollo, beefsteak. Titan, heirloom, tomato berry, Father Tom, pot toms, big boss, black cherry, trusses, and pink pearl. Oh. So there's there's a few of the a few of the main ones and a few we haven't heard. Did I hear you say that one of the styles there, Judy, was beefsteak tomato? Yes, yeah, they are beautiful. Okay, what what are they? What, what, I mean, sure, I know they're not going to taste like steak, but no, but it, they're what is, big. Are they a it's, bit of a meaty. It's their size, yeah. you know. They look like a big mm. steak. Mm. Yeah, uh, it's just their size, but you know, uh, I often find the bigger ones aren't as flavoursome. Everyone likes to grow sweet bite today uh, because they don't get the fruit fly. And uh-huh. that's a big battle. It really is. So uh, that's the tomatoes covered. So when we get another break, we can go on with some more if you like. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll talk about which ones are the sweetest, the type. I'm guessing we're coming into the time of year, perhaps uh to plant as well? Oh, yes. No, they're, mm. they're out there. They're available. Yeah. Don't worry. All right. A little mm. bit more tomatoes with Judy in a minute. G'day, Tony at Lock and Var. You've just purchased some roses, or you're about to. What's happening, Tony? About to, yes. Hi, Tony. Hi there, Judy. Um, yes, we're looking at purchasing some roses, and I remember many years ago uh, the chap on Better Homes and Gardens suggested the Pierre de Ronsard. And oh, it's beautiful, beautiful rose. Is that a lot of flowers? Do they bloom a lot of flowers in in those Pierre de Ronsard? Do they massively take over? 
Uh, no, they don't take over, but they are a climber. But mm. they aren't a rambling climber. So no. a lot of people keep them as a specimen in the rose garden. But right. you realise they're pink and white, Pierre de Ronsard. They are beautiful roses. Uh-huh. Um, you yes, do well, need a little bit of space for them. Oh, that, yes. We've got a um, like a three-arched arbour that oh, we were right, going yes. to put them over. We've had white iceberg and they've just never taken for some reason at our place. Um, and they, it just looks awful. So we're going to pull those out and we'll give the um, Pierre de Ronsard a go just to see how we go with those. Now, Tony, was the iceberg, were they the climbing iceberg? Yes. No, yes. they're a non-event. I suppose mm. that's not a good description for them. But uh, they don't climb very, very well. Uh, they just, I, I had one in my front garden and it's still there, but I've let it become a dead stick. Uh, mm -hmm. It just never did anything. And I've got climbing roses right along my fence. Um, oh. And uh, the reason for that being, you know, I've got a, a clip, clip lock fence mark, clip lock. I haven't oh, yes, seen your fence, yes. Judy. I don't know. Well, well, you know, one of those metal ones. <laughs> yes, okay. and if you touch them, you get zapped. Yes, no. That's well, an electric fence. So I don't think we've got that. <laughs> my fence was only up a week, and I went home, and the entire length had been graffitied. Oh. So Scott went up and cleaned all the graffiti off because then they will go and do it again, um, and uh, which was wonderful, but we decided climbing mm -hmm. roses all over the fence. You're not going to graffiti my fence, are you? No, that's a jolly good idea, yeah, actually. Yeah, but look, you enjoy Pierre de Ronsard. It is a wonderful rose. Thank you very much, Tony. Good afternoon, Sharon. Now, you have a uh, question on tomatoes today, Sharon. Hello, yeah. Sharon. Are you going to introduce us to a different one yet again? Yes, I grow them online. It's Blue Ridge Mountain, but they're smaller than the beefsteak one. Oh, right. Okay. So did you grow those from seed? No, I brought the seeds. I've just planted them. Blue Ridge Mountain. And did you buy them at Blue Ridge? <laughs> no, no, no. I've grown them from seeds of plenty. Oh, right. Okay. That's like going to the Diggers Club in Mornington, isn't it? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, they're a company when they grow yeah. a lot of seeds, like the one you were dealt with. Uh, they always grow things that are a little bit different that you can't get anywhere in your local nursery. So oh. um, uh, maybe when you've grown them and they come to fruition, Mark and I would love to try one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Nice cheese and, and Blue Ridge tomatoes. Blue Ridge tomatoes, mountain tomatoes. So they would like the cold, Sharon. Okay, well, I've just planned them two days ago. Oh, <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be waiting a while, dear, but please keep us in mind. Yeah, thank you very much, Sharon. Now, uh, Judy, are we getting into that time of the year that the tomatoes, is there a better time, worse time? Uh, are we into that good part now? We're just getting into the good part. Mm. Uh, obviously, if you live in a frost area, Mark, yeah. uh, you know, it's not a good idea. It's the same as pruning roses if you're in a frost area. You always wait till well into August. Um, this year, of course, we're not really 
coming up to spring weather, are we? We're just kind of holding back at the moment. Yeah, still struggling a bit to get yeah, there. Yeah. Um, so a lot of work, does a, if you, or does this depend on the style of tomato too, but is there a lot of work involved in terms of you need to spend a lot of time in the garden to get your tomatoes to do the right thing? Uh, no, but you do have to keep an eye out for the insects, particularly the fruit fly. Uh, so staking is the answer. There are some varieties that really like, you know, if you... Oh, I forgot to mention grafted tomatoes. Now, you buy one grafted tomato and you, your yield is 30 kilos from one tomato. But with the graft, you have to put in a couple of stakes and make like a, a network for them mm, because they're very prolific. That's still a decent return on oh, your investment. Oh, gosh, yeah. Right? Yeah, I forgot about those. They're very popular, the, gra- <laughs> the grafted. All right, look through tomatoes. They're two in URFM 103.7. This is Gardening Talkback. Judy Sharp in for, for Scotty Sharp, who he's on holidays, Judy. Did, was that, did anyone inform you ahead of time that this was allowed? Did you sign off on this? Well, you know, I never have get time to sign off on it. I actually <laughs> got a phone call this morning from one of his girls uh, to say... Dad asked me to ring you from Ginderbine uh, to see if you can go to radio. Uh, yeah, to see if. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's too late. So effectively, you got the postcard, really. Yes, yes, of course. You know, I mean, uh, of, you know, Monday is my day off. Uh, yes. But, um, Not yeah, anymore. No, I enjoy coming out here, Mark. Mm. You know, it's a bit of a riot, isn't it? Oh, I can't, look, it can be. Good afternoon, <laughs> Jane. Uh, black spot on your roses there. A Morissette, Jane. What's happening? Yes, please. Um, I just wanted to know how do I get rid of it? As soon as a leaf appears, it's got black spot on it. Oh, I've Jane. It and, yeah. yeah, it's a real problem. I mean, particularly when we're getting this amount of rain all the time, all the time. Uh, oh. But have you pruned your roses yet? Yes. You have. Now, yes. the secret is, ha, uh, have they started shooting? Yes. Right, okay. Well, part of the problem is I'm guessing that you didn't spray them with lime sulphur when you pruned them. No. Oh. Oh. oh that's it's only old, one rose. Yeah, don't get it. Only one. Well, when you ever, ever prune your roses... While they're dormant, and you can only spray it while they're dormant, you use uh, lime sulphur to spray it. Now, that keeps the black spot off for a couple of months. Oh, right. So now if you're getting black spot uh, this early, I'd be inclined to maybe spray with copper oxychloride. Oh, right, then. Unless you've got a spray specifically for roses. Yes, I did. I sprayed them with Yates. Black spot on roses doesn't make any difference to them. No, well, at one. the moment it's because of the rain, dear. Oh, know, it's hard to right. beat. But next time you prune next year, remember that, write it down. Yes. You ready? Yes. You wrote it down already. Oh, you're, you're on the ball, aren't you? Okay, dear, will you? But you can only spray when they're dormant. Right, I think thank I, you. I think I can figure out, Jane, why you were on top of that pretty quickly because it kind of felt like that you'd been sent to the headmistress's office earlier on. Oh, didn't right. it? <laughs> oh not really, Mark. No, but I knew straight away what the problem was going to be, Jane. But, yeah. you know, um, to be honest, uh, I've pruned mine and, oh, no, maybe, maybe my son did, not Scott. No, he's, he doesn't work like that hard work, hard work, you know. Um, 
It's a bit hard to be working in your garden when he's on the slopes. He can't be no, everywhere. Well, my younger son did it, yeah. um, but so he didn't pr- spray with lime sulphur. So he might be um, listening now at work and he's getting the little uh, smack on the wrist, isn't he? All right, all the best with all of that, Jane. And we're heading to Womberall now and I've got... This is either Judy or Julie. Hello? Hi, it's Julie. Hi, Julie. What can we help you with? Judy, I've got an anthurium that's had a little babies all around the edge of it and I want to know when's the best time to repot. Uh, is it indoor anthurium or out in the garden? Well, it's on my veranda. It gets morning sun, but right. otherwise it's outside. No, look, they do very well. Actually, you can plant them in the garden in morning sun. Uh, we have one at the nursery, uh, which is in a big urn, and it was just a scrappy plant I stuck out there I didn't want in stock. And all the time it would have oh, a dozen flowers on it, really, and the flowers get bigger as it gets bigger. So, you know, they're not difficult to grow at all. But when do I repot? Repotting, I wouldn't do now until we certainly get a bit more warm weather. That's okay. I'll just talk just to it and tell talk it to, to it and be still. nice. And when you repot it, apply flourish for flowering on it. Okay. Now, how do I cut the babies off? Do I... Just break them off? Or... Oh, I wouldn't break them off. I'd try and, you know, ease a knife down or maybe okay. you need to dig it out and split them if if it's doing that well. Okay, and the flourish will stop it going into shock as well from me. It certainly it will. Too. It certainly yeah. will. Okay. But I wouldn't do it while ever we're getting, oh, what, nights down to eight? Still, yeah, it's yeah. a bit cool. All, yeah. right, all the best with all of that, Julie. Thank you so much. You, it's, it's suggesting that she talks to the plants. Who are you, Prince Charles? Is that what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, please, Princess Judy. Fair enough. Judy Sharp is here, and uh, she's getting uh, things ready to go. Brian at Swansea, uh, we're still on the roses theme. What's happening with your roses, Brian? Uh, g'day, g'day, Judy. Hello, Brian. Hello. How are you going? I'm very well, thank you. I'm here having fun today with Mark. Yeah, you like having fun, don't you? Oh, well, yeah, I suppose I do. But, you know, you've got to keep smiling, haven't you, Brian? <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. what can I help you with? Okay, so, look, um, I'm uh, allergic to potting soil now, so I've got a fella who's going to be potting my roses. And uh, the thing is, they've um, they've actually got about, they've all got, six inches of new growth on pretty well all the branches and when he when he pots them I'm going to uh, prune them so when you talk about uh, the lime sulfur when they're dormant they're not actually dormant but if I prune them right back that'll be okay to spray with the lime sulfur won't it? Yes definitely uh, you haven't pruned them yet at all no. Right, okay. So are you repotting them into the ground or into other pots? Two will go into the ground and three will back into the same pots. Yeah, look, you know, I mean, it's an ideal time to be pruning them and spraying them with the lime sulphur. Yeah, okay, so that's the first thing. Um, I would have done it previously, but I'm waiting for the, this fella to do it. So um, the second question was, uh, with the potted roses, uh, you usually say to give them bounce back now I've got sudden impact as well is that too strong for the potted roses? No not at all I prefer sudden impact sometimes I use bounce back um, 
you know, if there's an unknown quantity. Uh, but if there are roses, sudden impact definitely. You can also use sudden impact on citrus trees. Oh, okay. And the yep. reason for that being, Brian, is the sudden impact is alkaline. And both roses and citrus like an alkaline soil. Ah, well, and actually, yeah, Judy, I've asked you this um, before um, because I, when, I, when I used to pot the plants up myself, I'd used a, um, a rose, azalea and camellia mix for my blueberries. And so, you know, I'm a bit confused that the blueberries like acidic soil. They do. So I wondered why roses, you know, the mix is basically for roses and blueberries. So it, can you, do you know why, you know, is it a, why you've got a sort of acid and an alkaline plant that will have the same uh, potting mix? Look, generally, um, potting mix is a general product, if yeah. I can put it simply. Uh, you know, they cover a lot of aspects uh, because obviously there are people that don't want to buy something specific, like we sell a native plant mix, and that's very specific. But if someone comes in for a general mix, uh, you know, often I'll offer them tomato and um, vegetable mix because it's not really specific. And that mix you're talking about, I don't know it particularly, uh, but maybe it's a bit of a general mix, that's all. But, you know, your sudden impact will keep it at alkaline level. Okay. So uh, but don't, don't use the sudden impact on your um, blueberry. Uh, no, but no. It, but and for the um, the lemon, it was the bounce back or the sudden no impact? sudden impact so, sudden impact. Uh, okay, yeah, because I got a lemon as well. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. Thank you very much, Judy. You're welcome. Bye. All, all the best and good luck with it, Brian. Now, Judy, you always struck me as the sort of person that likes a big project. Have like a, I? A big pro, so that you can sort of tell other people what they can do to make the project come to life. We've got one for you, Steve at Allendale. Uh, you're looking to plant some trees along an 80 metre driveway. Now, Judy, if that's not a project, I don't know what is. G'day, Steve. What's happening? Hello, Good Steve. Hello, what a Judy. job. Yeah, yeah, no. Nah. Look, we're, we're at Allendale. We're on a small property and uh, we run a small business, and the drive's about 80 metres. And uh, I, at one stage, had probably a dozen Chinese elms planted there. Um, sort of seemed to have, they developed some sort of cyst looking thing in the drought. So we lost those. Um, so I didn't know if it had something to do with that or whether the fact that we're on clay based soil or not. But uh, I didn't know if there was something that you could recommend that uh, is going to look, look the part and also uh, maybe uh, suitable for the clay. Well, that clay is a problem, Steve. Yeah. And that's so, a project. So um, if you can't dig that clay out and put good soil in, then there is a liquid clay breaker you buy, as well as gypsum, but gypsum means digging. So you get the liquid clay breaker and you pour that into the ground before you plant. Yep. And the other thing you need to do is use mushroom compost. And okay. the mushroom compost, for some unknown reason, the earthworms love it and they come out of nowhere to get it, out yep. of one garden bed and, and over into that one. And, okay. of course, what do earthworms do? They make trails right. through the... Yep. Yes. 
So yep. that's what they will do to the clay. Okay. So when you say dig it out, um, what, what, what are you talking size-wise? Because I, I always assume that you're just creating a bigger swimming pool for it. Well, tell me, are you um, uh, considering planting tall trees? Yeah, well, with the Chinese elms, what I was hoping to do with, um, as they got some age about them, it was develop a canopy over the between the two sides. Oh, yes, that would right. look really yeah. effective, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, a, a plant that size, you have to consider, say a plant grows uh, 30 metres high. Yep. It's a lot, it's fairly high. But their root system will need to go 30 metres. Yeah. So you're yeah. digging big holes, aren't you? You are, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So even if you do dig out the clay and put good soil in to give them a start, I'd still put that liquid clay breaker yeah. in the bottom of the hole before yeah, you put the soil in. Yep, yep. Once the tree gets to a certain age, um, the, the roots, does the, the root system become strong enough to break through the clay or obviously continue to help it along its way? No, because what happens, as you just said, they drown in the water when we get yeah, this kind yep. of rain we're having. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. But uh, I lived at um, at New Lambton at one stage and we were on a hill and yep. we wanted uh, plants on the footpath and every plant we planted there honestly turned up its heels and died. And yeah. then we dug down deeper and there was clay. So we used a liquid clay breaker and uh, those trees were never a problem again. Right, yeah, OK. OK, so I hope that helps you there, Steve. Yeah, all the best with it, Steve, and best of luck there at Allendale. Uh, Jack at Raymond Terrace, you have uh, some tomato questions for Judy today. Yeah, Hi, Judy, Jack. Look, I'm having all sorts of problems with bloom and fruit fly, and I think I heard I, you mention something before about the gross lissy might be fruit fly resistant. Is oh, no, right? not gross lissy, no. Sweet bite. Sweet bite. Yeah, gross lizzie's a bigger tomato. Yeah. And part of the secret, I think I might have heard Scott say this last week, I'm not sure, is the earlier you plant your tomatoes, the less chance you've got of getting fruit fly. Right. Yeah. But, um, no, definitely gross lizzie will need a bit of assistance. Okay. But the sweet bite, that's the one, is it? That's the little baby one. All right, best of luck with uh, your tomatoes there, Jack at Raymond Terrace. We're flying through it, Judy. Yeah, we are. Yeah, all right. Good afternoon, Pat. Uh, You have a potting mix question for Judy today, Pat. Hi, Pat. Hello, Judy. Um, I've got two two bags of um, azalea and camellia potting mix. Can Can I use that for anything or do I have to add something to it just to make it? For everything. No, Pat, that's fine. Uh, azalea it? and camellia potting mix will be slightly acidic. Now, right. the majority of plants like that. The Do only they? plants I wouldn't use them on are citrus and roses. So it's okay. a very simple answer. Oh, lovely. Thank you. That's okay, right. you're welcome, my dear. Sitting there and I'm thinking, oh, what will I do with them? Yeah. No, 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 you'll be fine as long as it's a good quality one. You know, price tells the story on potting mix. If anything's under $10, uh, it's got not very much fertiliser or anything in. So uh, you wouldn't use it for your vegetables if it's under $10. (laughs) All right, best of luck with all of that, Pat. And sometimes, uh, Judy, a nice simple question is a simple answer. It is. Yes, and, Mm. you know... um, why waste it? Good. Sitting in the garage and, you know, and, yeah, 
just ring up and say, well, yeah, what can I do with this? Absolutely. We can probably squeeze one more quick one in, 49216216, if you have a question for uh, Judy Sharp, Gardening Talkback here at 2NURFM. Now, we did the tomatoes earlier, Judy. The lettuce, we know the iceberg lettuce, I think they're about $314.50 uh, each now. Um, so, you know, in lieu of paying that, you've got a solution for us. Well, we can plant them. Yeah, good idea. They're out there, ready to be purchased and put in with a little drink of flourish to give them a kick along. Mm-hmm. And you can also get mini cos and bistro mix. So, but I think we're going to be rushed off our feet for the iceberg lettuce. But I have to also let you know, Mark, it's time to plant. You ready? Well, I'm ready. Onions, snow peas. Onions take nine months to have babies. Did you know that? Okay. Well, right. th- just like the people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, spring onions, uh, sweet corn, but it likes it a little bit warmer. So I'd hold off on the sweet corn at the moment. Purple carrots. I love purple carrots. I, I don't. I love, oh, and I love the taste of those. Oh, uh, well... Do you like normal carrot? Like you can eat a normal carrot. Yeah, I do eat normal carrot. But the, yeah, the purple. What is it? The, the look that's got you, or what is it? I think it's the look. Yeah. Well, next time I come, I'll bring some out for you, and you can plant them. Absolutely. Are you a gardener, Mark? No, I'm not. What my idea is, um, and this is going to be the Greg Richard answer as well. But um, what you need to do is get some pavers and concrete. Go. <laughs> <laughs> no, he does grow chilies, hot chilies. Yeah. He does, yeah. Save that one for next week. Yeah. <laughs> so most of the salad vegetables out now, but maybe the sweet corn, just hold off till we get a little yes, bit more sunshine. yep, but everything else you can go to town on and get them in now. All right, thank you very much. Uh, next up, Kelly from East Brankston. Uh, you're looking to source a Princess Margaret Rose. Oh, hi, Kelly. They are hi. lovely, aren't they? They're yes, a beautiful, they very lovely rose. My now, mother-in-law just wants one and I've tried everywhere. Oh. Have you tried the big nursery at East Maitland? No. Uh-huh. Well, you're at Brankston. Yes. Uh, I think that's the best place to ring because they will probably have them in. Otherwise, you'll then go to a second choice, which would be ringing one of the rose companies that are in Victoria and South Australia. Okay. So... I try the nursery at East Maitland first, and I'm sure they'll be able to help you. All right, best of luck with all of that, Kelly. This will uh, assuredly be our last one today. Martin from Cardiff, you have a mulching question today. Hello, Martin. Hi, how are you? Very well, thank you, dear. Hey, uh, question. I've ripped all the weeds out of the garden and really dug it down a bit to um, try and get rid of their roots and everything. And I'm wondering, is it best to put down some weed mat and then the mulch on top or just mulch on top? No, I'd just mulch on top, dear. I find weed mat, uh, what happens, soil drops onto it and the weeds just grow in the weed mat. Okay, then. Yeah, weed mat probably is a thing of the past now. Uh, If you use sugarcane mulch particularly, uh, it's easy to see when the weed comes up uh, and, you know, you could... Uh, wipe it over with something with your uh, with your fingers rather than spray, um, but certainly I think just use your mulch. All right, that's that saved me a bit of work. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, Martin. <laughs> I tell you what, Judy. Anything that can save a bit of work has got to be a good thing. Worth worth your weight today. 
Yeah. That's, that's you, Judy. Oh, oh yeah. thank you. And I've lost so much weight, right. Mark. Did you notice that? I, I look, looking at a million dollars. <laughs> hey, Judy, that's we have run out of time for um, Gardening Talkback today. So thank you for uh, filling in for Scotty. Appreciate that. That's all right. Do you think we could just say that Swain's in Dural may have the Princess Margaret Rose? You've said it. There you go. Done. Done. All right, Judy, we'll look forward to catching up with you next time you're here and uh, give our best to Scotty on holidays when he uh, sends his next virtual postcard your way. I don't think I'll hear from him at all. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, Mark. All right, the best. Thanks, Judy. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.